This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. My name is Adrienne, and with me today, and as always, are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, Mikey, Doug, and Coker. Even though Mikey's mocking me, boys, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Hello. Hello, mutant goons. Hey, mutant goons, you might get some extra co-hosts here known as the lawnmower and the gardener, so uh, just a heads up. Well, I mean, we had the D-Bot in one of the previous episodes, so it's only fitting we have, like, machinery in the background. Robots. True, true, true. <laughs> I just have a quick question. So, Coker, what what's going on? Are, this is how we're uh, we're taping today. We can yeah, only see the top, I'm, the top I'm, of I'm, your head. I'm, I told Doug, I, I walked back into the apartment high as fuck and I told Doug, you know, I'm going to turn into Wilson, the neighbor from Home Improvement for this episode. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to impart wisdom while you never see my the lower half of my face. So fuck it. So. Okay. Okay. Well, I just was. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that you. Well, were I know that what close I'm doing. I absolutely know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if, if anyone, if the five people who watch the video on YouTube, they're gonna be like, "Coker's annoying the fuck out of us." Jesus, they're gonna like hit stop whenever I'm talking to shit because I'm just gonna be the troll of the podcast, and I'm okay with it. No, everyone appreciates a good double chin every now and then. I I've show one myself. So, Doug, you are working out more than anybody here. So I don't know what you're talking about it's hidden underneath the beard it is true you sent me that picture earlier with your dinosaur and your arms be looking real thick shouty oh yeah thicker than the meat market on the west hollywood uh, (laughs) (laughs) well the um so the version on tubi i assume is the uh, the blu-ray version because it looks pretty Mm -hmm. good so okay uh i i watched the version on shutter and it looked pretty good too Oh, okay. So it's on Shutter as well. So yeah, if if those of you who have not seen Chopping Mall, we were talking about this earlier. It is basically an '80s time capsule. So we went from the '90s with Colobos to now. Oh no, wait. We went to the from the '70s with Demon Seed to the '90s with Colobos or Colobos or whatever, and then '80s today with Chopping Mall. And then and we, the- we started '90s with Death Machine too. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so so we, you know, we we came full circle. Yeah, we sure did. Like, that's so nice. You know what that kind of brings up? No killer robot movies of the 2000s. Virus. No, oh, wait, that no. was 1999. Okay. I think we're due for one. We are due for hey, one. We, we should start doing that because all these fucking low budget movies are coming. Amityville this, Amityville that, Amityville vibrator, Amityville. <laughs> this. So we should do more robot one. The, the, the market's ripe. <laughs> I mean, Amityville Vibrator is on theme for today's topic. <laughs> it's a real movie. Look it up. Oh, I'm sure that's fine. Oh. Um, There's Amityville Toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we got to so, get the but, chopping mall, guys. Well, I was. Yeah, I know. Because I was thinking if we're going to do 2000s, isn't Jason X in the 2000s? Uh, 2002. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking Jason X because of the droid and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But. Yeah. It just seems like all the killer robot stuff was more 80s and 90s. Well, this fits with 80s because there is, I don't know, it was some kind of strange, I guess, obsession that filmmakers had with robots and yeah, but technology in the 80s. Yeah, it, it, it was a fascination at the time. But if you look, have you actually looked at most 80s movies, robots, they look like shit. Yeah, they're like very clunky. They're clunky. I mean, they're goofy looking. It's they're not Johnny very Johnny Five sleek. wasn't. I thought Johnny Five was great. Well, Johnny Five yeah. was Here fine. Here we go. Yeah. You know. 
I know. It's like Doug's Doug, favorite. Daddy, Doug's always going to bet for that robot no matter what. Well, I'm surprised we didn't even talk. Did we talk? No, we haven't talked about that one yet. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Short Circuit mm-hmm. 2, we could probably do because that says you can even look it up online. That's the most, uh, I think, traumatizing movie for kids. <laughs> but OK, like short, like Johnny Five, these robots are security droids that have like almost tank like bodies. So they're not very like anthropomorphic. They're more like mini clunky cheesy looking tanks that just go around shooting laser beams at people yeah um with with these who did it look like you know what they kind of reminded me of because i've only seen this movie once before this that i don't remember anything that happened you know when i watched it before they reminded me of um you know power rangers oh yeah the I, 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 yeah. i was just about to say I was just about to say, I was watching it yesterday and Olivia came by and she saw them rolling down the mall. She was, are you watching Power Rangers? And I was like, no. <laughs> oh my God. Rangers, Rangers, you know. Yeah. Did she call you lame after that? <laughs> no, she likes the Power Rangers. Oh, that's good. I love that. No, so that's what they reminded me of. And I just, is there, was it explained? Because I watched it this morning. Was it ever explained as to why they just went crazy? Or? It was like it was like an electrical storm or something that just short circuited. It's such a cheesy '80s trope, too. That's what I really appreciated watching Chopping Mall this time, guys. Is that not only is it such a capsule for an America that doesn't really exist anymore, especially that heavy mall setting, but it's also it's also such a, a clunky piece of like robotics, but it really knows it's a B movie and it knows it's an eighties movie. It's like peak Roger Corman eighties. When you think about eighties, Roger Corman and eighties B movie, this is like one of the top ones that pop into my head. Well, this movie's the perfect booty call. It's in and out within 70 minutes. You know what it wants. It's there. It is what it is. It takes its oh, yeah. time during scenes, but other <laughs> times it rushes it, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's an effective booty call of a B movie. Yeah, that 77 minute mark is like heaven. Like mm-hmm, I could mm-hmm. put on a shitty movie that's 77 minutes and I wouldn't be mad at the end because I was like, it knew it, what it had to do in that time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Plus, how many of us love that Dick Miller cameo? Oh, I know. That was this so is so nice. strange. This is so strange because I I, I uh, talk, was talking to my friend the other day and he mentioned Dick Miller. And I'm like, who's that? He's like, he's in everything because we were watching um, what's the Tom Hanks one. Um the neighbors oh uh, the burbs the burbs yeah we were watching the burbs and he's like oh dick miller's and everything and i was like who's that and i i don't know what how it came up and i was like you know what i've been thinking about rewatching that movie small soldiers i was looking it up and guess who's in it dick miller i was looking at at the cast for this movie dick miller it's a joe dante movie anything with joe dante john landis or roger corman dick miller is going to be in it yeah, Dick Miller was also Uncle Willie. And Demon Knight. Demon yep, Knight. fuck yeah, he was. Yeah, that was fun with him. And then it was interesting, too, to see all of these people in it that are in different things. Like, even at the beginning of the movie, I don't know if you caught it, because I was watching it this morning, but the kid from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 is like... He's in there. He's, he's, like, an, he's extra. like an extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, really? what the hell? Yeah. And he was standing in front of the, the restaurant or something. I forgot. He was walking out. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I thought he was going to be in the rest of the movie. And I got really excited. And then when I didn't see him later, I'm like, well, what the fuck happened? I guess he's not special in this one. Because when was <laughs> um when was Nightmare 3 came out in? Uh, 87. 87. 87. This was yeah. 86, right? Okay. So 
Um, so for those of you who don't know, a quick recapitation of Chopping Mall. Um, obviously, we just said it came out in 1986. It's a group of young shopping mall employees. They stay behind for a late night party, which it's like an orgy, by the way, because they're it's, all it's, fucking. It, yeah, but it, there's mm-hmm. no like they're they're fucking like bed to bed and shit. And I'm like, well, OK, you all like to watch each other. That's you guys have your thing, you know, but like. The nerdy, like, virginal couple is in the corner just trying to watch TV while the fuckings, while the, like, fucking orgy is going on in the background. And my wife watched that with me a few scenes ago, and she's like, what, what, what? And I was like, I, I don't know. It's Corman. What do you want? She's scared of, like, a black and white lobster movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, that, <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know really... how, I don't know how uh, pure your friends group was but that was not unheard of in my group of friends well yeah but you would go in the other room and close the door i would just be sitting in like a giant living room and everyone's just fucking in different like a different have you ever corner. been to long beach city college <laughs> <laughs> all i know you know this is to me this is disney because i'm watching euphoria right now and that shit is like porn so what yeah. these kids they shoot they spray cum on people's faces and stuff so <laughs> do they all, really all, all i know about all i know about euphoria from what i've seen is is just like gen z girls being terrible to each other that's it it's pretty disturbing it's definitely like real life horror it makes you feel ugly i can't watch it before bed because i'll have a nightmare but it's deep but anyways <laughs> speaking hey. of disgusting things <laughs> the the uh, manager of the italian a restaurant that the two girls work at. Oh my god! Um, oh my god! <laughs> First of all, I, I wonder, did I direct this? Scene? Yeah, it was so. Oh my god! Dog, when I saw this, I was like, "This is everything I would have done." I want the garlic knots. I'm like, "Dear God!" He, he's like <laughs> wiping the spatula on his dirty ass shirt. Sure. Oh, it was nasty. But also, I want to make sure I hear heard this line correctly because it was golden. I had to write it down. Whenever they are looking at the guy who I think Coker, you just quoted him, the like the hefty, sweaty guy that was sitting on the table, and yeah. one of the girls goes, "That orca beach is here every night." <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna use that line. <laughs> and then the chef is he drops the he's like, "Hey, you're breaking my heart." Yeah, I know. <laughs> While he's smoking a cigarette, like that's how you know it's the '80s because like he's just smoking a cigarette over the food, like nobody cares. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he took the cigarette and put it like out in the pizza and gave it to me. I was going to say, guys, the beginning of this movie where it's the whole day slice of life in an 80s shopping mall not only made me feel like that era of America is long dead, but it gave me like a, oh, my God, the 80s are the new 50s vibes. Yeah. The 80s are definitely the new 50s. It feels like a whole other ancient world to us now. Everybody is still idolizing it like it was fucking perfect when really it was goddamn awful. A lot like the 50s. And I was just like, time, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, especially for workers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I like that they they showed all of the different things going on at the mall at the beginning especially with the mom holding all the sodas or whatever and like you just yeah. you know so i mean she couldn't find a spot no and then she ends up dropping it all anyways because the table broke and i'm like what the <laughs> fuck is going on in this mall but i'm like you know what i get it because it's like a trip to the mall used to be like the whole family would go right it was a fucking day and it was a whole thing and now no one does that like we have a mall downstairs um downtown fashion square mall so if anybody listening from orlando hears this uh this the, the mall is like dead 
Like there's no stores open in it. There's like three things open. It has a movie theater and like, we're just waiting for them to tear it down because what is it even doing here? It has, Oh, they put us, they even closed the JC Penny and now it's spirit. Oh, <laughs> so, wow, okay. I know. And so it's just so sad. It's like, you don't go to the mall anymore. So it's, it's nice to see this because I think a mall is a really good setting. Like the beginning of, uh, the the goosebumps movie what was it not goosebumps fear street the fear first street saga. fear street 1994 yeah that had a good mall setting too oh i was just gonna say i was gonna wait to talk about this later um in this episode but i'm gonna bring it up now do you guys know that there's a remake coming of shopping they've been saying that for a while i thought um the guy who died who had almost human fx i thought he was gonna do a remake a few years ago where it was like and it was gonna be an abandoned mall and it was gonna be killer mannequins like with like slasher weapons coming up against people and he tried to get that one off the ground he did a poster and then and then the dude died did he because i don't i don't know if it's the same guy but the latest article that i found was pretty recently it was the guy who did laid to rest. Is that who you're talking about? That's exactly who I talked about. Yeah, he's he ran oh, okay. he ran a makeup effects studio in California called Almost Human Effects too. He did the effects okay. for that cool straight to video ghost movie Dead Birds also. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, but no, because I was well, I don't know if it's still going to happen because he passed unfortunately. But um, Coker's right; they weren't going to do robots, and people were really mad. It was actually going to be about um, cert like old servant souls or old souls of slaves inhabiting mannequins um but like my question people are like that's kind of problematic Mm -hmm. um but my question is how are you going to set it in a mall these days when Mm -hmm. no one even goes to the mall them yep yeah they come they come in amazon trucks (laughs) (laughs) yeah they should have a horror movie in the amazon warehouse there you go like that would definitely be oh oh hey do a sequel to the child's play remake where Mm -hmm. a bunch of them are now infected with that thing and they're going to people's houses and shit oh yeah yeah and then they're getting delivered Mm -hmm. like you know the next day delivery (laughs) (laughs) it's funny you mentioned the amazon warehouse thing though because I was reading this thing on TikTok. Someone was like, don't order breakable things from Amazon because they actually have these little robots that kind of look like the chopping mall robots that move them for you. So like they always fuck up and break shit and they have to like fix it. So it could be like a setting in an Amazon warehouse where those little droids like short circuit and (laughs) here we go again. Chopping Amazon. (laughs) Amazon chopping, you know, whatever. Forest trees. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but the problem with that, though, Mike, is then then you can't really call it chopping mall. I think I think that the remake, if they're going to remake this, then they need to set it in the 80s or 90s because yeah. Yeah. there's no point in doing it now. I, I like who the fuck wants to go to the mall anymore? No, like it's I so do because stressful. it's dead. <laughs> well i mean so i mean we have a we have a high-end mall uh over here and so it has like you know lots of like designer labels shops that people from out of the country go and so whenever you go it is so fucking crowded it is the worst experience ever it's like you're there's people everywhere everybody's so fucking rude like it's just you know i don't personally think that it like it used to be where you go shopping and it would be like a pleasurable experience mm-hmm. and you this, that, and the third. But I think that with the convenience of online shopping now, it's like, why would you, you know, go back and stress yourself out? Yeah. And especially during the times of COVID, malls are dead. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, there is this one thing. There's a uh, there's a restaurant uh, in downtown L.A. where they serve like desserts and like rolling sushi and stuff. But they have like little robots that come out and give you the stuff you ordered <laughs> on the tablet and they bring it to you. So I'm like, well, that could be kind of an interesting fact. You know, they bring out Terror Masu. Just call the movie Terror Masu. And, and, oh, and then they pull out and they're like, dinner is served. And they hold up the tray and it's like somebody's decapitated head and shit. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, play the music. You know. Oh, there's like glass shards in the tiramisu. Oh. <laughs> I like how we're not really talking about the movie. We're just talking about the remake. Okay, okay. All right. We're so, talking so about back, the, uh, our own versions, you know. Back to the recapitation really quickly. So again, um, when the mall goes on lockdown before they can get out, the robot security system malfunctions and they go on a killing spree. So let's talk a little bit about the the couples in the movie. So there's four different couples, right? And I really like how everyone sort of goes out together. Like, it's so sweet. Like, one one goes, and then the other one's going to yeah. go next. <laughs> you know what's really nice, too? The nerdy couple actually want to fuck. That was really nice. They're, yeah. they're, they're, and they're, but they're holding back, but they're clearly kissing and making out. I was all like, oh, my God, they're actually doing something in this 80s horror movie. Yeah. They're not I fucking, think- but they're on their way. Well, speaking of the friends, I think that this trope is something that works and like really gets people to connect with characters in movies. But like we were talking about the beginning when we're just going through their everyday lives of working in the mall, talking to each other, trying to convince each other to go out and see whoever like it's just it's it's kind of a um, a nostalgic feeling because, you know, we've all been there. We've all had our friends that wanted to hang out. We all had our, you know high school jobs that we had to wait till we get out of before we go to a party. So I, I, I always like when it's like a group of friends that are realistic, that are stuck in this horrific situation. It, it's, yeah. it's a working class youth. The, the characters are super adorable. Like they're very endearing, especially with Barbara Crampton and Kelly Maroney at the beginning and how they're having these cute little conversations. They have their little sayings together. What do they say? They keep saying, babe, something. I can't, I can't remember. I was just, I literally just watched it this morning, but it's just super, super cute and very endearing. And it's really kind of sad when Barbara Crampton goes out because she goes out brutally. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, I mean, she was being a pain in the ass. And you always know when a character starts freaking out that they're going to go. They're going to go. Right? That's just a thing. They're going to go. The panicker always goes. Yeah. So, I'm I out. mean, I, I expected that. I expected her to die, but I didn't expect that her friend just watched and did nothing to help her. You know like, funny, I mean, <laughs> you know, what's funny. Aid? Do you ever, Doug, have you ever noticed that in 80s Roger Corman horror movies, there's always a scene where one girl watches another girl get killed and doesn't save her like the Slumber Party Massacre movies? Yeah, I could see that yeah, happens in every slumber party so. massacre movie too, and it happens in Choppy Mall. So I think Corbin just had a thing for like female characters fucking each other over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also a huge ask to be like, I know I'm dying from a killer robot, but can you do something? Like, uh, I'm only human. I'm only a 19 year old, you know, Italian restaurant uh, waitress. Like, there's not much I can do against a robot. Well, it's like, hey, I'm making four fifty an hour. I can't, do, I can't say that. Probably less than that. I mean, it was the eighties. Yeah, three fifteen or something. Yeah. What bugged me is that Barbara Crampton's just laying there screaming. It's like, bitch, crawl. Yo, I don't know why she didn't get her ass up she, and move. Like, come ah! on. You know, it's like the Austin Powers scene right there. 
the other one that was that was you know bitching at her boyfriend about the cigarettes like even she was running away but then she stops right in front of her friends like and gets her head blown off like, that is fun when my yeah. wife first watched this movie she was screaming seeing her head explode and she was like dad take that you dumb bitch yeah i mean i thought it was a good scene like that was a good and i love how the blood splatters and they're all just looking in the glass <laughs> yeah that girl had my my second favorite line which was you know I only smoke Virginia Slims. No, Virgin Slims or whatever. Virgins, yeah, Virgins. Yeah. I was like, you get it, girl. You tell yeah, your standards. Your pussy smells like Marlboro's, babe. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we got some camels. Especially. Ugh, camel. It smells like, yes, I live for her. Camel for your camel toe. How about that? Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. She's holding like a cigarette down there, just going like, ah. <laughs> Speaking of, quick side note, do y'all know that this is the smoke break meets the Call Your Ghoul Friends episode? Technically, ah. yeah. We, we, we had a crossover for Shopping Mall. Yeah. The well, stoners I, and the I cheerleaders didn't, didn't getting fubar, together. You didn't fubar, I'm the only foobard one, so. No, uh, I'm high on life, thank you very much. You're on your gym high. But, you know, <laughs> we do have a lot of boobs in this movie, but thankfully... Thank you, uh, Jim Winorski, for the man jugs as well, provided by this guy. Yeah, there were some fine ass guys in this movie. Him and the other one, the the husband, Rick. Even the guy, the guy who took his glasses off and all of a sudden was like hot. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He was cute. The nerdy guy was a little cute, too. But like, (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm here for this. And he had his like the one guy behind you had his pants unbuttoned when he was walking around. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm I'm mm-hmm. here for this. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, it's it's so more that was of a, fun. it's more of a ghoul friends episode right now. I can see. Well, this is an equal opportunity. Uh- <laughs> it's a give. It's a give and take. Well, John Trulesky was so hunky in this. They did made him uh, Deathstalker too. So you yeah, know. and he's still hot. IMDb has a recent picture of him. Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. He's like I I was just looking at him. I think he's like sixty two or sixty one. Yeah, he's, he's still almost 69. So does Russell Todd, who plays Rick, and he looks amazing and his body is still great. And he has like all these pictures on his uh, Wikipedia page with no shirt on. I'm like, hello. Hey. <laughs> fun fun and- fact that's also kind of annoying is that the character Mike, who's played by the hunky guy, is always smacking his gum. And it almost killed it for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I think that was like, what a douchebag. He's never not chewing gum in a scene. I'm sorry. That just (laughs) reminded me of that scene from the birdcage where he's like, I don't get it. And Nathan Lane's just like, chew more gum, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. Um, But yeah, so speaking of, so Kelly Maroney and Barbara Crampton, they still look amazing, too. And I follow both of them on Instagram and they're always posting the most fun things. I'm just like, this is great. Especially because, you know, we did Night of the Comet for uh, December, I think in December Mm -hmm. for our Patreon episode. And which was interesting because I think the chick at the beginning of Chopping Mall that was, you know, that was making fun of the robots, Mm -hmm. like with the with the other guy like sitting down. I think she's in Night of the Comet. Isn't she in Night of the Comet? She's in Night of the Comet. What's her name? Uh, Yeah, that's Mary Warnoff. Mary Warnoff. I was going to say, while I was watching this, I was going to say this shopping mall would make a terrific double feature with Night of the Comet. They're both in and out. They're both 80s movies. They're both B movies and they know it. They both have Mary Warnoff. It's just solid Saturday night double feature of those two. 
Well, the music in this too. I I don't know if we hit on that, but the soundtrack to this, like that, it's very good. I like the soundtrack to this. It's very eighties. Like the whole thing is just so eighties, and so I. It's nice to see that with with some of these movies because, you know, not every horror movie or not every you know whatever encapsulates like everything that's going on at the time. And I think that this one did it nicely, especially with the hair, the makeup, the accessories, just everything was so eighties and it's just so fun. So I think it was. I, I really liked this on the second watch because the first time I watched it, I think I fell asleep. But I was probably like late and I was probably drunk. Oh, I was going to say it's 70 minutes. Like, uh, that's the easiest thing. We watched this before we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The one I'm like, man, this is a this is like a commercial break before the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you notice that Garrett Graham was in it as well? And he also died in this one. <laughs> the guy Garrett, from Demon Seed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I noticed Garrett Graham gets killed by a lot of electric robots. Uh, technically, Child's Play 2. Uh, Oh, yeah. Because he gets killed by Chucky and then he gets killed in Demons. Does he get killed in Demons? I don't remember. Yeah, remember? Th- he gets his he head. Did, yeah. His head yeah. was chopped off. And then, right? he, and then yeah. he gets eaten in Terror Vision. It's like, damn, you're always getting killed by some wacky thing. And then he gets electrocuted in Phantom of the Paradise yeah. when he's beat. Yeah, he's always, so. he's always getting killed by a wacky thing. Well, there you go. That's his calling in life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous of that resume. When I watched this last time, I, I could have sworn like they overdubbed his lines when he's sitting in the in that office, uh, like when he's hearing the sound of the robot going off. I, I could have sworn it was like, hmm, 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 hmm. And then when I watched the Blu-ray, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, he's not making those sounds. It's like a trauma sound where they do. Oh, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I did feel a little bit like a trauma movie at times, like when they were all screwing around in the rooms. So. Yeah, that felt yeah. very trauma like. That would definitely be in a trauma movie, but a trauma movie would have made it more goofy and shit. Well, yeah. they're dancing. Okay, the dancing when she's dancing, uh, Barbara Crampton and the, the the guy she's hooking up with. When he the way he's dancing, he's like this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, another. Uh, that's one like, trope I can never get behind. <laughs> no I'm one like, dances. It was very Sleepaway Camp three. I thought. I think this would make a good double feature. With Sleepaway mm-hmm. Camp three, like just the way the characters are in this so yeah yeah but like i said it's i you felt bad i felt badly whenever when they were getting picked off you know so i i i really like the characters in this and it's cute and i think kelly maroney does such a good job as you know like a kind of badass like an unassuming sweet looking chick but she's also badass like underneath it all so that's a lot of fun too wasn't she brought on so the director could date her what isn't that every movie in hollywood that's like a lot of (laughs) 80s movies too Oh my god! Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because she was she was replaced by somebody, and I could I don't know if y'all did a review of of this movie before, because I've heard this somewhere. I've heard it on a podcast somewhere, and then I think on IMDb there was trivia about it. But she replaced another actress who didn't want to be in it because of the sex, and the reason why she was thought of is because the director wanted to ask her out. <laughs> Oh, my God. I feel like I read something. Was that for this or, or Night of the Comet? I feel like I read that before. Maybe not. I'm going to look at and it. She right looks now. like the younger sister in Night of the Comet. She is so. the younger sister. She is the younger sister. Okay, I knew that. That hairstyle of the, uh, the, the feather back hair looked familiar. Oh, my God, Doug. Are you sure you're not smoking? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's it. Well, At least she's not a zebra. I'm honestly not surprised by that. Do you know what's Leah Thompson? Didn't that happen with Leah Thompson in the 80s? Like she ended up marrying the guy, the director. What the hell's his name? 
um, Howard Deutsch. Mm, I think and so. he was like the director of the one of the, 80, I don't know, a bunch of the 80s movies. And she, like they're like 15 something years apart. Gee, oh, wow. Like, wow. Yeah. Sounds like Harvey I mean, Weinstein. they're still married. They're still married. I mean, Zoe Deutsch is their as their daughter. Um, you know, she's famous now. But I'm like. Uh, because <laughs> like, he's not even that attractive either. Like, I mean, I could see if he was like, you know, because if it was Hugh Jackman, like we're 20 years apart and I would so like drop everything and 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 run away with him if he came and got me. But I, he's Hugh Jackman. He's not fucking like he doesn't look like an old fucking man. Like, ugh. <laughs> so, so what did this guy look like? I imagine he looked like the, the orca whale that was eating the pizza. No, no, he didn't look that bad. <laughs> That guy was disgusting. And again, like, that's so funny that you brought that up because I was thinking, I'm like, I bet you Doug loves this part. Oh, I love it. Like I said, they're like, holy shit, I forgot about this. <laughs> that was the best. So um, so what did we think about the effects? Fun. I mean, a bit cheesy, but fun. I mean, the robots are iconic, but again, they're really clunky. They're non-anthropomorphic. Um, the the one thing about this movie that always takes me out a little bit is when they start shooting all those different laser beams. I was like, guys, it's the 80s. It's not like that far into the future. Calm down, you know. Yeah. Well, I always feel like the 80s always has some kind of laser thing in any of their any action movie. There's always some shitty little cartoon laser going on. And so I don't know if that was just like expected. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I it was in the Terminator, too. Well, this one, I, I thought the puppetry on the puppets or the uh, the robots, well, basically they're puppets. Um, essentially, like I, I imagine it would be hard filming it because they said the, the robots were so noisy. You know what I mean? So when you're shooting dialogue with those robots going around, uh, it's, it's, it makes a lot of noise. But I think they did a good job. The effects, the he there's a head explosion. There's a throat slit. You know, John Terleski gets his throat slit. Um yeah, electrocution. Although Dick Miller's scene is a little cheesy, um, I'm like, yeah, the robots could have done a lot more, like make him melt or something. But because um, uh, he might as well, you got a head exploding in the movie. I did like the scene with the vents. Uh, they're crawling through the vents. Like I thought this was supposed to be an air conditioner duct. They're like, yeah, but it's cold outside, <laughs> so the heat's on. Yeah, um, fun. It, I, it, it's a, it's a, this is a very unharmful movie. Put it in 70, 72 minutes or something like that. Yeah, I, I can't complain anymore. I love this movie. It, it, this movie is like going through a very 80s dark ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, and you it's know, a good time. I was going to say, I'm glad that our uh, that the mutant goons chose this one for us to talk about. Well, this one's for Cam. I have this written down in my notes here, but I was watching it and uh, I was just like, you know what? These robots would make a good killer in the game Dead by Daylight because basically this movie's one long chase scene. You know what I mean? The, the characters are getting chased around. Although, granted, it's like it's easy to hide from these. Just hide in a vent. Go hide somewhere. Go hide behind a steel door. The robots aren't going to find you unless you're running around in the middle of the you know, mall like you're doing, but yeah, yeah, that was probably my biggest thing. Cause I'm like, why wouldn't they just remember when they, they held up in the restaurant? I'm like, you should have just stayed there. You yeah. Know? They're not going to find you. It's not like they're heat seeking or anything. No. So, but you know, I mean, it's, it's only a movie. So, but yeah, as far as like they, I, there was a, a nice, a lot of nice practical effects in this one. And so like, I think that a lot of the, like, you know, the hokey stuff doesn't really detract from some of the better, the better no, uh, no, scenes. Be, in it. Because just that beginning in the mall, you can already tell it's incredibly knee deep in the 80s. So you accept the hokiness. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, you know, I mean, it's 
it's cute. It's fun. It's it's a short run, like we like we were saying. And yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned Cam because we initially were not going to talk about Chopping Mall this month. And then I just sort of pulled, you know, everybody online on Instagram and our Patreon members and everybody mentioned Chopping Mall. So at this point, I'm like, I think that we should do it. It's it's a fun watch. And it's you know, it's not like it would have been because some of the movies like, you know, if we're going to do like uh, Terminator or something, you know, th- those are longer films. Mm, right. Yeah. So there's just so there's more a lot more involved. And I don't know. And I hate to say this, but as much as I tried to push t- the, uh, the 1990 killer robot movie hardware, I admit hardware is another deep cut, which would have made it like another smoke break. And Doug just left. Bye, Doug. I'm glad we picked. Like, I'm glad we picked ooh, this over Doug's another little shorts. I know. <laughs> Doug. Doug. Well, Doug, Doug, I was going to say we uh, we saw some cake, good sir. Yeah. Oh, hello. yes. My, my my short shorts. Yes. Oh, we, I like I, it. I, I, we saw more than short shorts. Who oh, no, is my dick hanging out again? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my I figured I'd dress like the 80s since we're doing chopping mall. I mean, I got my I need to speak to my manager, Karen shirt, and I got my short, short booty shorts. And I wanted to point this out, too, because uh, uh, my buddy Kevin, he made this for me years ago, like before he left. Um, he's one of my good filmmaking friends. But oh, he yeah, used to make that. clay magnets and he made a chopping oh, mall one. Cute. Oh, so, so this is cute. one of a kind. I love that. That reminds me, my biggest gripe of the movie is that the poster and the movie are <laughs> not related. No, like, not. <laughs> you see the poster and you go in thinking like, oh, cool, this is going to be like some sick, sadistic robot, like killing people. But then it's like R2-D2 just short circuited and is shooting lasers at you. Yeah, you got a big robot hand holding a bag, and it's like, oh, this robot does arm day. And then you watch the robot. Yeah. Oh, the robots lift their hands up randomly for some yeah, reason. Yeah, you think, you think this is going to be like a robot slasher killing people yeah. in a mall, but no, not at all. I have the old, uh, yeah. I have the old VHS. Oh, you have the tape. Yeah, yeah, I got the tape. Yeah. And that, you know, and a lot of people do call it a slasher too, and I don't think it's a slasher. Not, no, not, not at all, not at all. It's very mm-hmm. much a killer robot movie. I mean, Even the, the summary robot- and Shutter has it as a slasher. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Yeah, that's well, that's interesting that you say that because they're not very scary looking like they just look like a couple of trash cans with a lens on it. Like, <laughs> actually, I think the base was a wheelchair. I was reading about like how they built them, but um, like yeah, they I could think... have made them scarier or just like some kind of like more menacing. They just look like these little stupid things like <laughs> they look like more bulky versions of the Nintendo Rob. Well, they even mentioned at the beginning of the movie, they said that they look like the Three Stooges. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so then why are like, you know, I I don't know. So that that's my only gripe about it, I guess. But I, the cast is great. I love all of the the characters in the movie. At least there's that. But I wouldn't be scared. Like that's why they're all walking up to it, right? Because they're like, "Oh, you just look like this dumbass thing. Like, what are you going to do to me?" And I don't even know why they would even equip them with like stunning, like, you know, stun shit. Like, I mean, come on. It's a it's a mall. It's not that serious people. Like yeah, it's like you stole bubblegum time to die. Well, what didn't they say, Brazil? didn't they say, who are we supposed to be protecting with these things? And they were like money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's very relevant yeah. to today. Capitalistic well, enforcers. Yeah. yeah. Well, the ironic thing of it is, is that like all of the property damage that they've caused in the mall after that, it's like, okay, they didn't really protect, do their, do their <laughs> yeah. job. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> 
so damn oh, dog. Doug in his little short shorts. God damn, dog. You're showing us the front now, too. I know. <laughs> I had to put that back or else it's going to break. It's already starting to crack. So I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> but um, so, okay. So that's the effects. Uh, anything else that we wanted to. Well, uh, uh, Aid, doesn't uh, Jake have a little slime sound bite to throw in here? Yeah. So I guess we can get into that at this point. Uh, Doug, would you want, do you want to play it for us? Yeah. All right. This is coming from the intergalactic space station from uh, Jake's phone. There you go. <laughs> Maybe it's because I have boner inducing robots on the brain because Alice Krieg was in the new Texas chainsaw massacre. You might know her as the Borg queen uh, that I'm thinking about humanoid robots. And I'm grateful that the robots in shopping mall are not anthropomorphic. But at the same time, they kind of suck. So what I'm asking you is what is your favorite non-anthropomorphic robot in film? Like an R2, D2, or one of those fucking things from Batteries Not Included, or whatever. Extrapolate. I hope you guys understood, because this is PBS for me. I'm like, is this going to be on the test? Okay. So anthropomorphic means human-like qualities, for those of us that don't know. And extrapolate just means, you know, explain. Like, let's explain. Okay. So, guys, guys, uh, uh, an anthropomorphic means human like where it's standing upright. It's on two legs and it has two arms. An example of an anthropomorphic animal would be the characters in Zootopia or uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Or any furry convention. Any furry conventions. <laughs> so a robot that stands on two legs and has the shape of a human would be an anthropomorphic. The ro- the chopping mall robots are not shaped like that at all. So he's asking, what's our favorite version of those type of robots? So Johnny Fives, I don't Yeah, I'm going to pick, does ED209 uh, from Robocop count? It's shaped. It, he's got chicken it's legs. It's shaped more like an animal when you think about it. I don't know. Jake, that one's for you to decide, man. <laughs> Mike, what's your favorite non-anthropomorphic robot? I don't watch a lot of these movies, so I like I haven't thought of any. The only thing I can come close to are the robots from Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> okay. Okay, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I, I like uh, you know, I, I like those two. They're funny, they're cute. And there's something on my like, okay, I don't know if we saw it or reviewed it for this podcast, and I cannot get it out of my mind. But there's something about like a robot chasing someone up the stairs and they kill it on the stairs and it looks like a monster. I have no idea what that is. And I was going to be like, that was pretty cool. But I don't know if I even saw that or if I dreamt it. So if that rings a (laughs) bell to anybody, let me know. And this was how long ago? I don't know. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Recently. Maybe you watched maybe you watched Homewrecker because Homewrecker hasn't has a scene kind of similar to that. Hmm. That's a killer type of robot movie. It's just robot arms that go around the house. So that would have been a good one. Okay. That one's obscure. It's not even on DVD. Oh, wow. I think Shudder has it. Oh, Homewrecker. Well, when I looked up um, Chopping Mall, Homewrecker came up, but I don't know if it's the same one. Guys, I can turn on my TV and check right now. Well, no, it's okay. We got Google. That's fine. <laughs> hey, Google. Google. Oh, hey, what's uh, what's your favorite? All right. Well, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I I guess I misheard him because I was thinking of anthropomorphic. Like, which one? Because I was going to talk about iRobot, but then thank God Doug replayed it for me again because I'm like, apparently I wasn't listening well. <laughs> Um, but I did what I, I guess, I don't know if you, if, if I think about droids, like I really do, uh, 
for lack of a better example, I know you're going to just say this is just me being a metadata whore talking about Star Wars, but I really do like BB-8. Like, I think okay. he's so cute. I mean, and he's just like always rolling around. And like, I even had one of the little robots after the film came out, like the little um, remote control one that would run around the house. Like it was so cute and he broke. But um, yeah, so I, I think he's like, you know, he's very endearing for a robot, right? Like, I mean, I can see BBA keep still being in pop culture lexicon for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, same thing with R2. Like everyone likes R2, right? But Mm -hmm. I mean, for a newer one, because sometimes the newer Star Wars are like hit or miss for me. Yeah. Because you know, I'll yeah. I'll say this just to piss off Jake. Jake, I love the Last Jedi. Oh well, he's not here to defend himself. So. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> in fact, Jake, I think the Last Jedi is the best of the recent Star Wars. I'm oh starting God. a war. I'm starting a war just for fun. I've never seen it, so it doesn't know. No yeah, I was gonna say I've day. never seen them, so okay. So this is <laughs> yeah. This is the one with uh, where uh, Adam Driver dies, right? No, that's the third one. The third one's garbage. Oh. Zary falls in the lava and gives a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> that's Terminator. We're going right back to killer robots. <laughs> oh, I just remember. Um, but uh, I guess for me, like I like that. I, for me, I guess it's the the little robot from Demonic Toys. That thing creeped me out. I think that's more oh, humanoid that's if you think about it. No, I mean, arms, he just has legs, toilet paper hands. Yeah, he does have toilet paper hands. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll blow a hole in your ass. Though, so maybe paper <laughs> also, also those tank toy things with the eyeballs in toys. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I didn't even oh, think about oh, that. Oh, does the baby from toys count? That's anthropomorphic. That's a that's baby. A baby. That's yeah, a, that's a baby. It's a baby. It's a baby. <laughs> it's a little baby. <laughs> Oh, we're, oh, we're off the ra- we're already off the rails so off our rockers well and then the other the other movie that i noticed that had another uh w- was popular with two other people just answering my thing on instagram was terminator 2 so t2 terminator 2 judgment day yeah but then i was like you know if we talk about that we're just gonna be like making fun of edward furlong the yeah, entire the entire episode. time the entire time yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> hey bro are you gonna eat that grease from that pizza box yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> favorite non cigarettes like yeah you know my favorite non-anthropomorphic robot in film is arnold schwarzenegger's dick in terminator one <laughs> 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 Just that was I wonder if he has a big one. You think he has one? I don't think he I, does. I, well, I mean, in the movies, I've he's only seen it in like blondes, you know. <laughs> well, was uh, it? Was that really his dick? Do they show? They don't show it. They just show yeah, his ass. Do. I think they, they show, show the it. Dick. Yeah, I mean, they that's what happens it. when you do steroids. They turn into raisins. Well, <laughs> well, that's why I was like, is it his? Really, his dick, or is it like a stand-in? <laughs> I, I think it's really his, but I mean, like he's just walking. It's not like you can really tell anything by it. It's just, it's just doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just you know. Well, all those action heroes, they really got to compensate for something with like the upper body strength. Like, like Sylvester Stallone has a small dick. Uh, in uh, well, Doug, did, Italian yeah, stallion. Did you see the so. Italian stallion? Yeah, it's not oh, really. Small. I, it's not that. <laughs> who's comparing dick sizes? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a scale? There was someone. There was a conversation recently right, about everybody like. Line up, get out the rulers. There, there, there is a scale. Okay. 
there was a there was a conversation about like how you know horror always shows boobs and doesn't really show like male frontal nudity and like because boobs are just boobs like they're there like when you're talking about like the (laughs) the complexities of a penis it varies depending Mm -hmm. on degrees and how you you shoot that penis too (laughs) yeah like and you know it's Uh, it's whatever boobs boobs you don't have to excite or anything rip off the top on film and there you go with penis you gotta be like like, okay this is how they are yeah with like wait wait, give me a moment yeah (laughs) yeah i don't want to with dick you gotta be like okay how how are we gonna do this you know <laughs> oh my god! And yet another episode that I can't yeah. let my mother listen to. Uh, I, love, I, love how, I love how we went from killer robots to dick. Just this is how we end robot. Who month, did folks. that? We went right to. Who dick. made that pivot? <laughs> Who made that? Oh, it was yeah. Aiden that started that. It yeah. was me. <laughs> I will I say I... though, I will say like my total feeling of um, chopping mom is. Whenever I'm not watching it and people mention it, I'm like, it's okay. You know, whatever. It's not my favorite. But when it, it does come on, it's like fully entertaining the whole way through. So it's like, I will watch it if it's on, but it's not something that I'll like go out and proactively try to put on. But it does manage to be maintain, uh, maintaining, entertaining the whole way through. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Like, I can go years without seeing it. And then I, like, I watched it last night. I'm like, hey, this is a really good fucking movie. This is fun. I think it holds up really well. Like, I think it still holds up to where even if a Gen Zer watched it, they could pretty much follow it. Like, it's not it's not so completely 80s to where you don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, with the exception of the cigarette machine, because I don't think we have those anymore. No. Yeah, <laughs> or, we don't. I didn't or even, pay phones. But. I, didn't, I didn't even <laughs> see cigarette machines in the 90s. Oh, I was in Ohio. The, the group in Ohio, those were all oh, over well, the that's place. That's Ohio. Yeah, the only place I ever saw them, because I was shocked, is when I used to go visit my family in Mexico in the 90s. All the hotel rooms, or all the hotels had them, like, in the aisles like crazy. I was like, I could just buy cigarettes. But Mexico doesn't (laughs) care. I could have also drank. He said, he said, oh, a buck 25. What the hell? And I'm like, cigarettes are like seven fifty eight bucks now, aren't they? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And then he was, like, fishing for change. I'm like, dude, you're that cheap. Like, you don't even have a dollar, like... (laughs) the fuck Dang. out of here yeah what happened i thought you were you're the king you're the king i thought you were the king you're, you're just a peasant yeah he's <laughs> but how funny would that be because when she's saying because i was when they were all doing it in the same store together and they were like making very like obnoxious sex noises i'm like okay i would never be in that situation but if I was, I would make sure to put on like the most obnoxious show in like so my friends could hear me say like the weirdest shit. Like because <laughs> I was like, who says that? And even like the moans were super like exaggerated. I know. Why was she singing? Why was Barbara Crampton like singing a song as she's taking her top off? Like what what's going on here? You like, know, you know what it would have been like? <laughs> I need to send it to you, Doug and Coker. But it would be like that video clip I sent you of the two drag queens watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it would sound like. Oh, my God. Like, oh, I'm about seven pumps to come in. I hope you're ready. I drink a lot of pineapple. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, my God. Another Rob Zombie movie. So. Yeah. All right, Coker. I, I think you're you're dripping into your cheese man in, yeah, in, in the podcast. <laughs> 
talking about W2s and Coker, and uh, when you do that, you have to hit the mute button, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your social security number? I know, I yeah. He's, yeah, he's like holding up his W two. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's the Patreon exclusive. Get Coker's W two. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna be. Oh my god. Okay, so um, yeah. So overall consensus, we all like it. Is it is it the best film this month that we talked about? I well, you know, let's let's go get into that. What do we think the best movie this month that we reviewed was? Well, it's not fair because I haven't I didn't say Death Machine. Okay, I'm going to be selfish and say Death Machine. For me and Doug, it was a big surprise and like one of the funnest things we watched this whole month. Yeah, Death Machine was really a lot of fun. I I do like Chopping Mall, though. That's the thing, because after watching it again, I'm like, this is really fun. But but just seeing Richard Brake and uh, and Brad Dorf go at each other screaming, (laughs) that was like, man, this is cinematic gold. I guess I, it's either between this one or, or Colobus because I still haven't seen Death Machine. I need to watch that. Oh, because, oh, yeah. oh, so so Aid, how did you like Colobus? I really liked it. I mean, it was a, it was a pleasant surprise. It's weird. It came yeah. out in in the middle of all the Scream knockoffs, and it's so fucking different. It's so it's almost Italian too, in that Suspiria tone. And it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah i know i know it was all over the place but just you know this one i feel like is all over the place too but in a different way obviously but you know i just i was just surprised that i would i would liked it because yeah. you know there's some movies that y'all have made me watch on this show especially with trauma month oh, oh god oh when jake had mentioned that maybe we'll do trauma march again i'm like please oh, god no trauma march i i, well, I, I say there was there was one that i was gonna mention to, to jake i'd never seen it before but it was called uh gutter balls and i'm like oh maybe this would be a good thing and, and i watched no. gutter balls. i'm like uh let, no we can't we can't do this okay in good conscience i can't yeah, show this no, to eight no doug let me tell you something if you ever wanted to do a crossover and just have us talk about it that is my guilty pleasure and oh i love gutter balls i absolutely I, love the movie i love gutter balls but let me just like super like jake and and aid would not appreciate jake it and aid like, would, oh, yeah no. in fact you guys aren't allowed to do gutter balls yeah i won't allow it i talked about it one time and jake was like imdb says that it has a nine minute rape scene it and does. i was like is that how long it is but so yeah, that's uh, I'm just telling you beforehand so you can automatically nope out. Aid Gutter Balls is a bowling alley set slasher movie set in the 80s that you think is gonna be fun and neon and campy, but instead it's incredibly mean-spirited and fucked up. It's actually the most vulgar slasher movie I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, this is I've seen a lot of stuff, but this is pretty fucking and it's, vulgar. And it's an, they say fuck it's an 80s so bowling alley set slasher movie. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. If She's like, that, I've heard there, enough. <laughs> if there's that in it, that I probably won't watch it. I mean, it, it was really hard to, for me to get through Demon Seed. <laughs> oh, Demon Seed was like kindergarten compared to what Gutter Balls. Gutter yeah. <laughs> I know, but I, at, the, at the end of the day, I'm like, mm. <laughs> well, well, it's funny because I, I I knew about Gutter Balls, uh, but the thing is, it's always class. It's always in like uh, the extreme film category. And I'm like, it's a slasher film. What could be so extreme about it? And I sat down and watched it. Uh, my brother was here when we watched it, and he's like, he's like, what the fuck is it? He's like, this is the most vulgar thing I've ever seen. And he's like, dude, every character hates each other. They yell at each other and scream. I'm like, how are these people fucking friends? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So uh, it's guys, great. Just for all of our listeners, that was the fucked up slasher movie Gutter Balls. Look it up. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the, well, there's movies like that. Like, I think, like, Cabin Fever has characters that are just so abhorrent to each other, right? So I sort of like that sometimes because then it's just, like, everybody's so vicious. And then when you're, you know, the stakes are, are high, like, w- would you just ditch your friends or just, you know, stick around? So, I mean, I get it. So if that's something that you guys want to do at some point, fine. <laughs> I'd love to do it, yeah. <laughs> guys, I, to to try to wrap up this this up, guys. Um, can we list our favorite killer robot movies just to top off the month? I think we did them all. There's not many killer robots. Yeah, movies. I was like, I don't know if I know any. Well, well the only ones yeah. we didn't do was that I was hoping we would do was Hardware and Saturn Three, but maybe next time. This is not a genre in horror that I care for because I really don't like like robots in general because it's like a more of a sci-fi thing with the exception of like movies like alien or even jason x okay so that i can deal with but when it comes to something like this and just like mm, not buying it like especially with especially with the terrible like the look of the robots like if they could make it scary then okay i can i can dig it but i i, I don't think that the robots themselves are very scary so I will give a shout out, and I think I've told some of you already before this when we talked about the theme in already, but my favorite way that a killer robot was handled was in a show, not a movie, but in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if any of y'all ever saw it, Buffy gets a new stepdad, and it's John John Ritter from Three's Company. Oh, wow, well, John, oh, John Ritter, Ritter yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's John Ritter, and he seems like Mr. Perfect, whatever, and then he starts like slowly being like a little... Um, just you can tell he might not be a good guy yeah and you know no one knows buffy what she does and so finally like towards the middle she like loses it and she hits him and he falls down the stairs and breaks his neck and already this that's kind of fucked up because you're like oh shit like she just killed somebody like regardless of the fantastical element of the show she just killed somebody but then later that night he ends up popping up in her room and he's a robot And it was like, it completely fucked me up. And like, he was the bad guy of the episode. But I really liked that because there was a lot of different levels that it went and a lot of different like genres from like crazy stepdad to like drama. I just killed someone. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, fuck, he's a killer robot. And that was my favorite robot type situation. It reminds me of this Tales from the Dark Side episode that creeped me out of this kid about this killer vacuum cleaner that like sucks people's souls out and shit. I forget the name of the episode, but they had this like creepy music cue when the thing kills the boy, the little boy's mom and shit. I was like, good Lord. And it was a Tales from the Dark Side episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I mean, I think. And then that's the thing, like, it was really hard for me to think of anything. And like the first movie that came to mind when we talked about this month was Chopping Mall. And I'm like, it's the only one I know, I think. (laughs) Well, the one thing is like every every uh, every podcast and their mother's podcast all do Chopping Mall. So it was kind of like, yeah, I I wanted to stay away from Chopping Mall, but it's a fun movie and everybody loves it. Yeah. And, you know, I I feel like we we took a little bit of our own spin on it, as we usually do. It got a little dirty at times. It got a little crazy. It got a little off the Sorry, rails. AIDS, Mom. Uh, but that's fine, too. I don't mind. So anyway, um, well, we're coming up towards the end of the hour now. So 
I just wanted to touch base with you guys. So, Doug, what is going on with B-Movie TV right now? Oh, there's a lot going on, actually. So this this episode will air after it's it's out. But um, we have a brand new Friday night action. Friday's at 8. New episode. A new episode of Saturday Night Tears with Yahira. Uh, Saturday's at 10. And we got Grandpa Oats Cinema Woodchipper. The brand new episode will be airing uh, this coming Sunday at 10. I'm sure they might be, do double of it because uh, we've done a lot for this. We've done interviews with Felicia Fisher. Yeah, we're going to get away with a lot of stuff. Um, and then I also did an interview with uh, Felicia Fisher, um, the fetish model barf bunny. And she's in a bunch of um, like a broke house films, uh, cinema's underbelly films. So I have it and I, I don't know what episode we can tack that interview on with. Um, um, I was thinking we could put it on for next month when we do our, our women's march. So because she is oh, a woman. Perfect. Yeah. So. It, it, it's very and then we even get a uh, yeah she does great she even does a, a phone sex uh, tr uh, trial out here so it, it's a lot of fun and it's very empowering because granted to what most people say I am all into any style of art you know whether it's porn uh, whether it's it's sex work things like that you know it, it's all art to me so granted to what people say uh, you know it, it's out there and, and she's she's doing a lot of stuff. So I'm really excited for that interview to come out because we, we did two interviews, one for the Slashers podcast and then the Grandpa Oates one, which is more more uh, comical uh, for, for the TV show. So, but yeah, it's great. Jake's on there. Jake's uh, he's like, I miss shitty space, baby. So we got Jake. Uh, we got a bunch of commercials. We'll have we'll have cameos in there from Coker, Aid, Mikey. Yeah, it's just a fun public access. We got crazy televangelists. We got people selling uh, <laughs> used car parts. Uh, for wholesale so it's a lot of fun and then the movie we're playing uh i can't say the name of the movie but it's one of the weirdest funniest movies i've ever seen we're, grandpa Oates plays a bunch of like really underground obscure stuff so you're always you're guaranteed to see something new um on, on uh, grandpa Oates cinema wood chipper well that's exciting and so does anybody else want to plug anything before we go i kind of want to plug a little something it's nothing it's nothing like about me personally but Call Your Girlfriends, we have a scheduled upcoming special episode with a secret guest that I'm very excited to announce, but we'll keep it on the down low for now. Just expect something exciting and, you know, I can't think of words right now, but just wait. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I'm excited for that. And it's going to be next month. And so I'm real. I'm so excited. Like, I'm just so happy. Um, so anyways, yeah, that's good. So call your girl. We've got some good shit coming your way next month, guys. And uh, if you want to buy any fun shit, like this T-shirt I'm wearing or the T-shirt that Mikey's wearing. And then Doug's T-shirt is actually the shirt we got him for his birthday. No, <laughs> I need to speak to your manager. A-S-S-A-P. It's my Karen shirt. But the Dimetrodon shirt and the uh, Mars Attacks or Mars Rats t-shirts can be found on slasherspod.redbubble.com. So please go ahead and take a look at that. We've got a ton of new designs up right now. We've got all this fun stuff for y'all. So please make sure you check that out. Also, if you want to support us monetarily in a different way, you can always join our Patreon at patreon.com slash slasherspod. We're trying to get some watch parties together this year for you guys so that we can all spend some time together and shoot this shit and have a good time. So I, I really encourage you guys to go ahead and, and go on there. And plus you get invited into our discord as well and so you can talk to us all day especially 
if you had thoughts on the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you were just like brimming with excitement or with anger and you just needed to talk to somebody, but you had no one to talk to, like the Discord would have been a great place for you to, to, to join in. So, you know, I'm really excited about a lot of the things that are coming up this year. So please make sure you check those things out or just, you know, go ahead and like our pages at Slashers Pod on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Pathologically ADE on Instagram um, or you can follow the Mutant Goons from Beyond page on Instagram as well. And then we're also on Facebook Slashers Podcast and Mutant Goons from Beyond page, which, as Doug would say, is for the boomers. So boom away. <laughs> but on behalf of Mikey, Doug, Coker and myself, I just want to say this was a great robot killer uh killer robot month of february and super excited for what's come to come so goodbye and good die this episode was promoted by raid shadow legends